Sometimes in life, it helps by changing yourself, you will see results on the other side. And definitely if you then talk to about toxic personalities or toxic behavior, it's like mm, if you have a personality who is really toxic, the chance that you can change that person. Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad to be here today with my guest, Pascal Drico. He is a certified business coach and certified psychosocial counselor. Originally from Belgium, he's lived in several countries abroad. And since four years, he's been living in Vienna, Austria. Welcome, Pascal. Thanks. Thanks a lot for the invitation. And yeah, really looking, looking forward to to our podcast, to our discussion <laughs> of today. Right? Yes, it sounds like we'll have a good time. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, how to deal with toxic people by changing yourself. So I'm sure that that's not a typical conversation, right? Because we all want to have good relationships. And so a lot of times I would think people talk about how can I change them? So can you tell us a little bit about why you take that approach and and uh, why you feel like that's a good fit? Well, okay. So in general, so before we go to the toxic specification or the toxic behavior of a certain person, actually, in general, I would say by changing yourself, you're actually also changing the energy you are uh, expanding. And then, of course, on another way, it will come back. So that means that sometimes in life, it helps by changing yourself, you will see results on the other side. And definitely if you then talk to about toxic personalities or toxic behavior, it's like mm, if you have a personality who is really toxic, the chance that you can change that person is quite low. The chance that this person even would go to psychologist or psychiatrist is also quite low. So that means that you cannot think that by change by by acting differently or something like that that this person then suddenly will be a complete person no the behavior of that person will be a different one because it will be a mirroring from your own perspective and from your own point of view but that does not mean that this person changed as is and because of this um by changing yourself you actually can make sure that then your communication is a complete different one and that the energy between both of you is also uh, completely different. That, that is a, an excellent explanation. Um, I'm, I'm aware that you know a lot about business and business situations. And as you spoke about that, I could imagine that in a business situation in particular, uh, you might run into people who are... Um, who would benefit from the internal work that we do. Uh, can you talk a little bit to that? Okay, if if we go to like, um, first of all, one thing I want to make clear is that um, normally I'm not analyzing or putting someone in a certain diagnostic. So I'm not saying from, okay, this is like, for instance, uh, a person with a narcissistic personality disorder, or this is a person who maybe does not have an NPD, but has some narcissistic uh, uh, behavior. For me, it doesn't matter. For me, it goes in another direction. For me, I'm convinced that we all are not perfect. 
And some of us are sometimes manipulating uh, in a subconscious way. Others are maybe manipulating in a conscious way. Some are don't want to harm someone. Others maybe on purpose want to harm someone, right? And you have different degrees, very, I would say, toxic degrees. Nevertheless, even if you have a person or a colleague, a manager, which you are dealing with, it can be in a certain situation, even though that person is an empath, it can be that even then this person will also have a certain behavior where it is actually a manipulative or a toxic behavior. And it's about looking at it and first of all, recognizing this behavior. This is already the first step. Because you only can react if you understand something. As long as you not understand what the, um, the aim is of your counterpart, the one not talking, you cannot, of course, change your reaction. So the first step is actually understanding from, okay, what is this person wants to tell me with this um, behavior that this person has? And if I go in that direction, then um, <clears throat> if I see a toxic behavior, first of all, it's recognizing this toxic behavior. It's knowing that if maybe someone is giving a compliment, maybe it's not that this person wants to give a compliment. Maybe this compliment that this person wants to give is just a test if you understand uh, if this person can do whatever the person wants to do with you or if you set clear boundaries, right? And this is the first step. And once you recognize that, then it goes in the second step, and the second step is really finding out why you are triggered with this behavior. And that's the longer step, right? Because then it really comes to the point where you, it is uh, useful to really work on yourself. The first step, this is kind of theory, right? You can understand, okay, this person behaves like this, uh-huh, this is like a toxic behavior. The second step is trying to find out why it really is triggering you. And so uh, as you work with people, are there particular methods that help with that? Yeah, <laughs> I do quite a lot of, of different uh, toolbox that I have. So one of the toolbox, of course, which helps is uh, family constellations because I'm... I believe that a lot of our behavior really comes from an age between zero and seven. And again, there we, we build up some behavior patterns and belief systems, which we sometimes even don't know. We are programmed because of our society, because of our parents, because of our friends or teachers. We, tr we start to understand and we start to program ourselves from this is correct, this is incorrect. But that does not mean that is that a reality. This is just a reality. So because of this reality, it can of course be that um, you also have a certain behavior where maybe you have difficulties to speak up. Maybe you have difficulties to set boundaries. Because maybe in the past um, you learned if you did something wrong, then you got punished. So we don't want to get punished. Or maybe you have parents where you have seen that they are fighting quite a lot and you say, I don't want to have this kind of a relationship. So you are telling from, okay, if I'm an adult, I'm not going to start argumenting because argumenting means they're going to be a fight. And I don't want to have a fight. And this is all quite subconscious. And if we change this, 
if we change uh, this uh, uh, method, then suddenly we are uh, changing actually our own behavior. So quite often I go on on a subconscious way, if it's quite traumatic, then I just go on the energy work where I say, okay, you lay down and I change uh, on, on the DNA cell level, uh, I change there the programs that, that were there. If the person wants to have more in, in his mind, then I'm doing other NLP formats, right? Or I also can do a normal business coaching, which actually helps to understand that, that uh, the client, that he or she is actually finding out themselves uh, how to improve and how to change uh, the measures. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, so I'd love to uh, to talk a little bit about, because I, I believe you're um, connected to meditation, right, as well. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about how what meditation does for that process for you. Meditation is a, is a good way to actually find yourself and to get more centered. Because of meditation, you get you be more intuitive, which is very necessary if you're dealing with some uh, personalities who has a toxic behavior. Because it's like an antenna where you start feeling more and more from this person is telling the truth or this person is actually um, what this person is saying. But what the person is feeling is a complete different thing. And the more you are centered, the more you uh, are aware of yourself, you're actually going to feel that also from what is the energy from another person. It's also going to help you to um, be more clear to be more stable in all kinds of situations. Because again, um, <clears throat> a lot of us, because we were grown up in a situation where uh, we quite often got told by our parents, this is not okay, this is forbidden, you are, or then later you're not a child anymore, you should be behave like an adult. Um, <clears throat> this has an effect, of course, in how you actually are reacting on the outside world. So it can be done this way that you um, are very instable. That means that if someone starts to be aggressive or something like that, that you don't know how to react. And you are in this freeze mode or uh, in this fight mode or in this uh, flight mode, right? And it's about, in the meditation, it's about being more centered. So. It doesn't matter what the outside world is telling you. It doesn't matter what the outside world is is uh, projecting to you. You still believe in yourself. You still respect yourself and you still are authentic enough. And this is one of the things which actually is very helping into the meditation. Of course, an addition thing, which is uh, something which uh, unfortunately is an issue more and more in the working place, is of course that meditation is a very good possibility to relax. So to really remove some stress and to really calm down and have another uh, pulse, have another breath, and then really also cleanse, cleanse from everything, from energy that you have put in, right? So yeah, this is actually the, the one, one of the, one of the positive values um, from meditation. At the end, it is being centered and really founding yourself and um, understanding more why you are here on this planet and what is actually your highest potential. 
that is a, a, a very sort of plugged in. It feels like you're talking about really being plugged in feeling, right? Where you're really clear and centered. So when you talk about dealing with people, and I'll say dealing with people as opposed to be dealing with toxic people, because I feel like we have broadened it a little bit. And it is true that there's always going to be some discomfort dealing with someone who's not yourself, right? I mean, just because of that, uh, that one thing. So, uh, so as you kind of start the process of uh, how do I go within? How do I make a change that is going to have a positive impact on my world? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Quite often if clients uh, have a certain behavior where they say, I don't know why I react like that. I don't know why um, if I have a business partner and this business partner is getting aggressive or is getting dominant, I don't know why I start to be scared. I don't know why I suddenly have difficulties to speak up. They know that their behavior is not a behavior that they want to have, but they want to change this. Now, the moment that you actually dig deeper, deeper and the moment that you start asking or going back into time and asking from, okay, how do your parents were like that? Yeah, where do you recognize this situation of? And then at a certain moment, it can be that there is an aha effect that they found out from, oh yeah, that's true. When I was three years old, when I was four years old, this situation happened. And because of that situation, this is actually why I now behave like that. And the moment you found um, this point where the cause is, then quite often this is already a click because you understand, ah, I found the root cause. And once you got the root cause, then you're able to actually reprogram and say, okay, this is something from the past. Thank you for having this root cause. But I decide from now on that actually I, I behave differently. And then you can say from, okay, I don't want to have this behavior anymore. It also can be, if it's more traumatic, that it goes very in a subconscious way and that I'm looking then um, without that the client has to go in the past because sometimes it can be very painful. And then it also can be that the person don't know it anymore, that the brain has shut it down, that the brain don't want to open this because it's too traumatic, it's too painful. So that uh, actually the client is not able with the brain to go at this position. And then I can go on a subconscious way where actually I can find out from, okay, what has really happened there? I can change that. So you talked a little bit about uh, energy work. So can you talk a little bit uh, to us about like what the combination is? Because when you're talking, I can hear that some of it is verbal that you're when you're working with people and some of it is internal like meditation and some of it is energetic. So how does energy play into this? Well, for me, everything is energy, right? You cannot have non-energy. Um, it is part of our communication. It is part of life. It is, it is part of everything. Mm, we all exist about uh, of uh, energy. Even each object in the room has some uh, energy, right? So the moment you have a conversation with someone, you have an exchange, not only of words, but you also have an exchange of what we call an energy. And that's why sometimes we have this mm, not alignment 
because on the word point of view, we can say something, but it can be on an emotional point of view, we have a complete different meaning. And we're going to feel that. And actually, this is something what is, is built up again from the childhood. I just give an example, right? Um, if, if a baby comes with you or a little child comes to you and they draw something. And actually what they draw was, is awful, right? <laughs> if you as a parent are saying, oh my God, I never have seen something so beautiful what you have drawing. Actually on the words you're telling to your little child that it is beautiful. On the energy wise, you're thinking this is awful. The little child, because the little child is more open, because it's much more intuitive, the little child will uh, pick up both of them. It will pick up the words, which is positive, and will pick up the energy, which is saying is not good. And then the child will be kind of confused. This all goes automatically, right? The child does not even know that at that moment the child is confused. But it's going to actually program on those both ways, and it's going to say from, okay, there is something which is not uh, correct over there. And if you keep continuing doing that, then it will be also start to have some behavior where later on you need to change it. Otherwise, it can be that you have some difficulties in life, right? So again, it's always, and, and this is what I also mentioned a bit by if you change yourself, you're going to change your whole environment. Because if your energy towards a toxic personality to come back to, to uh, dealing with this kind of uh, managers, business partners, and so on, as long as you are negative about that person, as long as you are frustrated about that person, angry about that person because this person behaves like uh, you never would behave because it's totally different as your own values, as long as you are in this state, you will emit this energy. And the other side will pick that up. That means that the chance that there is an escalation is quite huge. Even though if you try to start calm, to stay calm, if your energy is still aggressive, if your energy is still from, why are you like that, right? <clears throat> you will admit it. And this other person will uh, pick that up. And if you now talk about personalities who are narcissistic personalities, they love to have this kind of energy. So they want to have this kind of emotions. So they're gonna feel that, that you actually are giving this kind of emotions and they want to escalate it on purpose. Because for them, uh, it doesn't matter if the emotion is a beautiful emotion, positive, if you saying, oh, you're so good and this and that, they love. If you're also angry and if you're frustrated, you start yelling, it's also fine for them. Because for them, it's like an emotion that they can suck in. <clears throat> so um, the, the, the solution is to stay very calm. And not only on a surface with a mask on it, but really authentic and um, change the way you get triggered so that you're less triggered so that you stay calm. And the moment you stay calm, they know that uh, you are unshakable and then you're not interested anymore for them. You also really bring up a point that some people are trained that these words mean one thing and other people are trained that those words mean a different thing, right? If every time mama says to their child, I love you, is the only time they hear it is when they're trying to make them do something, right? Like, go over there, I love you, right? You're frustrating. What, they're, what they learn as those words is you're frustrating, you're irritating, 
<clears throat> I want something from you. All of those kind of that becomes the meaning. And uh, so that become that what you're talking about there really points up that we're not even speaking the same language half of the time when we're talking to people who have been trained with different meanings to those same words. And that's why sometimes they also get triggered from something where for you it's it's quite normal. Um, <clears throat> because if you talk about narcissistic personality, they are very wounded inside, right? So because something happened. Either what you say that uh, uh, they had a relation with, okay, if I do something correct, then it's fine. Then I get attention, right? It also can be that they were beaten by from the parents, that the parents were not looking at them so that they completely ignored. Uh, it can be that they have seen uh, that the parents were fighting to each other, that one parent, that the father was uh, talking negatively about the mother to the child. I mean, it can be a variety of, uh, possibilities of causes between an age of two and four years because someone gets some narcissistic threats, right? But anyway, <clears throat> if this person has this, then again, this person is internally completely wounded. And <clears throat> that means that um, you don't know when you actually are triggering that person. But if you are triggering that person, for that person, it's so painful that this person is reacting extremely. So it can be that one moment that you're having a normal conversation, this person is quite normal, suddenly you say one word or one phrase and this person is starting to freak out. And you don't understand it. And this is what, what you were saying, Donna. It's like, um, you, you are not talking about the same thing, right? The communication is on a complete different level. And it can be on that moment that the person is thinking that you are uh, finger pointing that person, uh, that you are telling that that person is not good enough and it can be that at that moment this person is completely triggered and there's a shift a 180 degree shift and you have a normal funny laughing conversation into one second that suddenly this person's face completely changed and this person starts yelling at you and start blaming you uh, uh, putting himself in a victim mode or whatever what meant the, the strategies what they have then what they've learned right and for you, it's like, whoa, what is happening here, right? <laughs> and also there, it's about setting then also boundaries or uh, not accepting everything what is happening over there, right? Um, if if this person is telling that you are then the, uh, the, the bad man, right? So that, that, that you, you are the person who causes this, you can say from, yeah, interesting point of view, but this is not what, I, what, I, what happened, right? So you can really block that kind of thing to tell that person from, no, 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 this is maybe your reality, but that does not mean that this, it is the reality. That is a really interesting point. I think, uh, as I think through, you bring up so many great examples that, uh, you know, situations can come back to me in my own life and my own experiences with this. And um, one of the things that uh, really a sort of a line got drawn for me to, to connect in the things that you were talking about was that when we're really calm, genuinely calm, then there's no, um, when that person goes into whatever the mode is that is happening, that is really, as you said, triggered, but really as if we pushed a button, something is happening, we don't even know what happened, right? Um, so, so when we're really calm, 
we can really see that when we're connected to ourselves we can go like oh something is happening that is outside of my expectation from the way that i understand the world in this moment uh, but when we're not calm when we're upset because we had a, a problem with our spouse or we uh, got into a car accident on the way into work or whatever that is right it doesn't have to be something giant then we're not in that calm space then uh you know it seems like that can be that trigger and that explosion can really be taken quite seriously in a way where it really shouldn't be taken in in any way yes um, and then if you are in this position, because I mean, we are all humans, right? It can be uh, if someone starts yelling at you that you still have some difficulties to, to be like complete Zen and complete calm, right? So if you feel that you also is starting, then um, <clears throat> you can also have some different possibilities to actually de-escalate, right? It can be that you even can say, okay, I have the feeling we're not uh, coming together anymore. Uh, let's discuss that again tomorrow right and that you leave because if you think from okay if i'm not leaving it's going to be a huge escalation uh, that can be a possibility right uh, so we have different uh, possibilities how to deal with this in the in this situation uh, the main thing is what you try to do is really to calm down not taking things personally this is also one of the of the things it does not mean that if someone is telling you that you are the worst person that person ever met, that is his reality. Uh, if the person said you are so arrogant, you are so rude, I never have met such a person who is so rude, that does not mean that this is the truth. So that you are not saying from, okay, whatever this person is saying, this is reality. No. Um, <clears throat> so this is one thing. And a second thing, which is very important if you deal with this kind of uh, toxic behavior, is again the um, the own expectations. That you know in forehand what can I expect and what can I not expect. You were talking about partnership in the, in the past, right? A couple of minutes ago. Um, it can be if you're really dealing with a narcissistic personality that you cannot expect that this person really will love you, where the meaning of love is your definition of love. If you try to have this kind of love, what you have as an empath, you will not get that from that person. Maybe this person can change, maybe, but this is already an exception. But you cannot imagine or you cannot uh, assume that it will be happening in, in one month or in one day, right? And even though that this person suddenly, after a huge fight or whatever, what this person is very gentle again, is giving you presents, is giving you attention and where you say finally this person got it finally this person knows that this person needs to give me attention that i'm also valued that i'm also are important it's not only about him her but it's also again a little bit about me that does not mean that <laughs> this is then happening right it can be that it's just a strategy of that person to settle you down. And once that person has a feeling that you calm down, or the person has a feeling that this person can grab you again, then it can be that it goes again in the old uh, situation, right? I was just gonna say, I liked kind of the way that you were talking about that in terms of, it, it almost sounded like you were talking about a knot in a tree. You know, once that damage is done in there, something drastic would have to change in order for that to be undone. It is it is just part of them now. 
Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So again, uh, the, uh, have realistic expectations. It's again, uh, I, I just give the example from partnership, but it's also the same with your manager. If you found out that you have a narcissistic manager, don't think that this narcissistic manager will cover your back. Don't think that this manager will, um, in a big audience, will say, look what a beautiful employee I have, right? Mostly they will not. And don't think that this person going to help you once you need help, right? Um, <clears throat> so you have to have clear expectations and real realistic expectations. And once you have those, you need to define them or you need to decide, do I want to work with this personality? Do I want to live together with this partner? And only you can make the decision. And there is, for me, there is no wrong or right, but it is having the right expectations. Wonderful. Pascal, it has been so wonderful to talk to you and enlightening, certainly. I want to uh, just give you an opportunity to talk about what's going on in your world and are there places people can get in touch with you. Of course, we'll link it all, but let us know what's going on there. Yeah, thanks for asking. So I'm quite active, not that much active, but quite active in LinkedIn. So that would be a good uh, channel to uh, get to me. And uh, besides of that, uh, yeah, I'm thanks to COVID, I'm using Zoom, I'm using Teams, I'm using Skype. So uh, there is no there is no limitation, of course, even for energy work or for counseling. So most of it, um, um, of course, most of the clients are, are in uh, Europe at the moment. But even there, uh, we're doing or I'm doing 90% uh, online. So yeah, that's that's a cool thing of the of the technology. If with the video calling, like our 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 podcast from the other side of the world, uh, it allows us to connect uh, independent of of the of the location where we are, right? Yeah, it's it is amazing how we have the benefit of people who we would never have the benefit of, right? I mean, I'm I'm here in Florida. I would never get the, to have this conversation with you without this uh, amazing technology and to have that at our fingertips for for actual coaching and treatments and things like that is really, really amazing. So thank you so much for meeting with me today. I want to remind everybody that they can, of course, go to RoadmapToMoreJoy.com and the, to fill out the, the quiz to your joy. So it's so quick. It's so easy. Two minutes. You end up at the other side of it with a new understanding of where you kind of live on that roadmap and where how you're going to get from where you are to where you'd like to go, uh, assuming that is toward happiness. <laughs>